Hi, everyone. So um, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Depending on where you grew up in the United States, depended largely on your experiences. Uh, there, there are people I know who grew up down south who had fucking terrible experiences, white and black. Um, uh, one of my friends, hey, Bob. Shout out to Bob. Hardcore progressive, uh, among other things. Uh, he had he told me about some terrible crap that he experienced in school, and you know I, I as much as I hate my hometown for a billion fucking reasons, the one thing I am thankful for the two schools that I grew up in. There was one. Well, maybe two grades I didn't really have a good time in. Um, one grade, I, I talked about it before, is verbatim. The, the fucking woman did not have magical powers, but he she was, I said he, she was the bitch woman in the Harry Potter uh, movie. That, that uh, terrible abusive teacher, the... J.K. Rowling even described her looks down to the dress type of dresses she wore down to the language she used with the students, uh, how she treated them, everything. So ignoring that monster of a woman and ignoring the other grade that I did not have a good, good time in. Um, my, my, at least my elementary, my middle school, um, they were largely very, very positive experiences for the, uh, the kids. And, and by what I mean by a positive experience is that everybody hated the school equally. <laughs> um, as my, you know, I mean, nobody really loves to go to school, right? Uh, so the schools, they weren't like utopias. Um, everybody hated the schools equally, uh, except for maybe like one or two teachers where the kids were, it, it, regardless of your skin color, or, or religious beliefs, whatever, you got the teacher, everyone was like, oh, dude, or, or oh, oh, girl, girlfriend, I am so sorry, uh, right? Uh, so there was, there was some amount of that going on, but uh, the teachers were very sensitive to, or usually very sensitive to issues of bullying, of racism, of uh, religious bullying, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When somebody said a racist word, I, that was fucking it. They were in, they were in detention. They would have to write a full essay on why the word was bad. So, you know, the essay that, you know, I talk about, uh, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. Birmingham jail, where, where he's telling people why the N word is bad. And you know, I actually advocate for people to hear that word in that sentence spoken aloud, so the audio imprint is on their brain, so they feel the awfulness of that word. Um, the kids in, in fucking elementary, if they said that word, or if they said the G word, or if they said the C word, or if they said the M word, you know, I'm, I'm listening for all the ethnic groups, you know, Chinese. Um, uh, Korean, uh, I don't think we had any Korean or Chinese kids in, um, elementary. Um, we had, 
we did have we did have some a uh, couple of Asian kids, um, uh, but uh, there just isn't a strong Asian community, really where where I live. But the uh, the Okugawa kids had already gone through uh, school by the time I went in. Um, we have a relatively diverse, uh, pretty much reflective of the national average. You know, thirteen and a half percent. You know, out of 100 kids, there will be 13 or 14 kids who are black or African-American and 13 or 14 kids who are, who are Hispanic or uh, Mexican or um, Puerto... I don't think we have any Puerto Rican uh, families living in where I live. But, I mean, you get the idea. Uh, we're like a national average uh, where I grew up. We really... It's... I know very few people experience that. Like it's either dominated by um, a Puerto Rican or Mexican or African American or Black American or um, uh, Chinese American, Japanese American, you know, stuff like that. Uh, where I grew up, we are basically a national average town uh, in a lot of ways. Um, not in all, not in all the ways, but at least where I grew up, it was a nice, nice part of town. Um, so you you said something a crossword. You you had detention and you were writing that essay. It wasn't like Bart Simpson writing on the chalkboard because kids would say, "Oh, my wrist hurts and stuff," and the teachers were not like, "Oh, I'm going to destroy your wrists." No, they were like, "Okay, you're going to write an essay. You're going to read this and you're going to write an essay, and you're not going to say this." And. Uh, there were a couple kids that had to write that essay uh, because they had some bigoted uh, parents, you know. And these kids are the same kids that that uh, walked up to me. See, I didn't even get that I was racist. Um, oh, my dad really doesn't like it times, but you're okay, right? That type of thing. Like, what do you mean I'm okay? <laughs> and uh, so there were a couple kids like that. Like I said, national average. You're going to wind up with a couple kids like that, but. This shit about this parent saying, call the cops and this little girl being fucking arrested because she drew a picture of the bully that was beating her up. What the fuck? You know, it, it blows my mind. It, it's a, I didn't, you know, the school... It's like everybody who went to the schools that I went to had the privilege of going to schools where the vast majority of the teachers and the teacher's assistants and the administration gave a shit about the kids. Okay? And it's bullshit that the vast majority of... Uh, maybe it's not the vast majority. Maybe it's just a full bad, a few little bad apple schools that I keep hearing about. It, it's utter fucking bullshit that I keep hearing about these bad apple schools, right? Vast majority of them seem to be in the fucking south. Okay, I, I Colorado is where I live, and I'm telling you right now. If you are not white and you're having a tough time, move up to Colorado research first. Don't go into one of the hot spots, you know, like I guess Colorado Springs, right? KKK Central now. Used to be Boulder. That's Colorado Springs. Boulder, they've got they've got um white 
Boulderite uh, progressives that will that will fall on their swords for you if you're not white. I'm telling you that right now. That might actually be a fun experience for you and your family. Say, so, you know, I, I just, I really don't like white people. Let me try to change your mind. Just let them, let them. Just say that to a random white person. All right, Boulder? Yeah, you'll be, you'll be, um... You'll be the town hero. <laughs> Boulder's the whitest. You know, Boulder actually, it, the funny thing about Boulder, it used to be KKK Central of Colorado. And because that's where the Stapleton family uh, came from, if I recall correctly. And um, it used to just be hardcore white. And somehow it had a pendulum shift. And now, it, even though it's like, to, it's like the white utopia, right? It's like, we need people who aren't white to please move to Boulder. They actually said something like that in one of the uh, news reports. It's funny as hell. So listen, if you and your family are having shit times, uh, move move to You might have to deal with some dumbass white people. A lot of dumbass white people, but uh, you'll probably have some fun. There have been some write-ups about it. But uh, I grew up in an area where, I mean, not all the teachers, they weren't super friendly with the kids, but... They didn't allow this shit to go on, right? You know, you want to talk about critical race theory. That's the stuff that my schools were teaching that I grew up in the 80s. We want to make sure that we stop racism in the bud, right? And yeah, there's some asshole kids that have some asshole families. And you're going to wind up with assholes. You know, I, I made a comment about a Bob character in my thing. I just want to make sure you guys know that I'm not talking about my friend Bob. All right, um, uh, that that example of of one, you know, of the classroom situation where, where one guy, white guy, claims to represent the entire class, and he doesn't, right? Um, I called that character Bob. He's not the same as my friend Bob. My friend Bob's a good guy. Uh, I was thinking more like my uncle. I know a lot of Bobs. Anyway, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, it, it always surprises me. I, I I like to think I don't have white privilege blinders on. I mean, obviously, everybody has some sort of blinders on in their life, whether it's not being able to see past a terrible incident or not being able to see a terrible incident when it happens. Um, but the blinders that I really have on, and this is something that I've tried to tell all my friends, this is not really a white privilege blinder, it's... A blinder of having lived in a place where um, the vast majority of the population are decent people. Or, well, at least the vast majority of people I grew up with were decent people. Granted, you know, uh, it's also, uh, uh, there's a slim majority of, uh, of a Republican-leaning uh, community. But... Um, you know, that's another thing when I point out, I say, listen, I know a lot of Republicans that are good people. They just, they vote a certain way because they believe it serves their interest. And I like to think that a lot of people who are Republicans have blinders on. They don't see beyond the blinders. Uh, but if you're on a one-by-one -one basis with them, they are, you know, you, you'll usually run into a person that will do what they can. Uh, to be a decent person, and I mean that from a racial perspective, from a civil rights perspective, from a civil ju you know a justice perspective, um, 
it may sound weird. There's there's like a weird there's like a, a weird little form fit in there. I guess you could say. Of course, maybe I'm full of shit, and maybe my Republican friends are saying, you know, that that Kevin guy, you know, he's maybe a progressive, but you know, he stands up for people. He does this. He does that. You know, I, I'm trying to fix uh, a terrible situation in law in Colorado. I've got equal signers for this law. This law mostly targets minorities. Um, I've got as many Republicans and independents and Democrats signing. There's no more liberals are fixing it than conservatives are. No, you know, so there is definitely something in there about um, nationally elected people choosing platforms that are not representative of what people put them in office for. And, uh, you know, that also deals with schools, right, and school platforms. There, there were only three kids, three racist white kids that I remember, whose family did not want them to see Roots when we put it on. You know, um, there, when uh, our, the, the Jewish kid, I say the Jewish kid, he was actually Orthodox Jewish, um, he was not allowed to uh, do certain things in school, right? Like, say, the Pledge of Allegiance or whatever. Uh, someone made fun of him. That was it for that person who made fun of him. I mean, everyone else in class said, dude, what's your hang-up? What's your problem? Right? And that's the privilege that I grew up with. Or people that, if they saw somebody being a racist fuck the teachers and the other kids in school would say, what the fuck is your problem, right? Whether they were, it was because they were black or, or Chicano, or I said, what the hell's Chicano? Nothing. Chicano, um, uh, the, or, uh, you know, anything else, you know? Uh, or if, if the kid was Jewish, somebody was nasty to him. It got around the playground. You know, it got to the teachers, and the teachers took action. And when there was a bullying problem, part of the problem is a lot of the teachers wouldn't get involved in the bullying problems. There was there was the teacher. This was not a per, these were not perfect schools, right? Uh, sometimes the teachers would, but at no time were the cops ever called to arrest someone who drew pictures of someone else. So when I say, I did not grow up in the best fucking school ever. But where I grew up, at least the part of the area that I grew up, with that specific elementary school, that specific middle school. I mean, there were asshole teachers and, and everything. But the, the, the cop who was administrative... Uh, uh, administrative, uh, like security kind of guy. He, he was there. He was there to make friends. He was not there to beat on kids or anything else. When he saw there was a problem with some racist asshole, he would step up and say, what the fuck is going on? Basically is what he would say. He would get involved because he was there to support the students and make the students feel safe, not make the students fear him. Right. And so I have a positive experience growing up around police officers and so did a, a, the non-white kids in this in that area 
he he I remember there were a couple times where he um some they were uh the two uh twins they were twins they were uh his they were I, their family was up from Mexico so I I think it's legitimate to call them Mexicans that's that's what they called they said no we're from Mexico we're Mexicans um they were being harassed and the officer uh, uh Styles said that was his name wasn't it officer styles he got involved and he said what the hell leave these kids alone leave these girls alone what's your problem he was a decent person so i i actually was lucky enough to grow up with a decent cop who would stand up for people who were not white you know and and every once in a while you know so whenever i see these these cops who are beating the crap out of kids who aren't white, or arresting a, a little girl? It, it kills me because, like, that—that that is not the—that is not the the off the officer experience that I grew up with. That's not the the black police officer who was my next door neighbor. That's not, um, or or you know, sheriff, uh, black sheriffs I grew up with. That's not the, uh, um. Uh, the uh, the the older white police officer that I grew up with who t- who said you need to watch out for these kinds of, of of people. There are three types of police officers. There are police officers. They're pigs and they're corrupt pieces of shit. I mean, he he, paraf- he basically um, censored himself because I was I was pretty young. He said you need to watch out for the last two. And so when I see a cop doing something that fucking insane, it kills me. When I see teachers do that something that fucking insane, it kills me. When I see parents doing that, it's like, and the teachers listen to that shit? You know, it, it's, my experiences growing up are not in that, in that respect. They are not white privilege. They are the privilege of having grown up with decent people maybe they're not people that everybody got along with right we we had issues you know with some teachers we had issues with some kids we had issues with but this type of shit where a little girl gets arrested was not ever okay this idea was not ever okay and so it just, it. this is when I say, what the fuck is wrong with you people when I hear stories like this? I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I don't believe these stories. I, I, I believe these stories. That's, that's the thing. I believe these stories. I say, Jesus Christ, I keep forgetting. My experience in school, the way the schools went out of their way to teach what are now, what's now being called critical race theory. You know, Thomas Jefferson wasn't really a good person. But he wrote the Declaration of Independence. Yes, sometimes bad people can do good things. Columbus wasn't a good person, but sometimes bad people can do good things. Sometimes, or, you know, astounding things, sometimes it takes a, a certain type of asshole to get some things done, like um, mapping the ocean currents and mapping uh, all of the, uh, the coastline. Of the Caribbean. And whatever you think about Columbus, that was fucking amazing. And he only had four or five mutinies on him. 
you know, uh, his his first group went left off with the Taino. They're blonde, uh, they're blonde-haired, blue-eyed, descendant, light-haired, blue-eyed, descendant Taino of of Taino and uh, Christopher Columbus's crew who rebelled against Chris Columbus and sided with the Indians. You know? I mean, Christopher Columbus was a fucking asshole. But there was some good that came out of what his trip. You know, not, not everything was good. There was some... Uh, astounding things that people hadn't done before. That's how they would teach things. You know, Thomas Jefferson was not a good person, but there are some things he did that have led to really good things. And Thomas Jefferson's career destabilized the United States and left us ripe for uh, the War of 1812. I mean, we, we had to pay dearly and almost lost our country because of Thomas Jefferson. The, the dumb fuck that was so hardcore for the rebellion, uh, you know, against the British Empire, that he destabilized the central authority afterwards because he was a libertarian. All of his policies were libertarian, right? They weren't afraid to teach us that. You know, um, Roots was a plagiarized work. They weren't afraid to tell us that. Roots was plagiarized, right? But it was a very important thing to watch. You know, and they they had us watch that kid said uh, a foul thing. That kid was going to write a goddamn essay, right? He he had to learn, or she had to learn. Actually, you know what? I don't think a single girl was caught ever saying that. It was it was only it was only the the macho asshole boys. I remember one one uh, white boy. Uh, I want to specify white boy said some really shitty racist thing. His father and it, it was so fucking pissed. I mean, he smacked his kid. Um, not in front of everybody, but he he swatted his kid, and that kid came to school. I mean, he learned. I mean, I don't know if that kid ever continued down his racist bigoted path, but his father was not having any of that shit the teachers got involved you know it wasn't perfect but the teachers got involved and you know i forget that not everybody had even the medium positive experience that i had or that my classmates had and it always kills me you know i mean when when we learned about ruby bridges it's like really you know, we had a, a concentration camp survivor tell us all of the bad things about racism, about bigotry, about hate, speaking to everybody in front of class. She went out of her way to ask the kids in her, in her speech, have you experienced any of this at school? Uh, have you ever said any of these things? And like, the school was just like, fuck, no, this shit's not allowed here. <laughs> Sorry, my voice cracked. And the, the kids basically said, the shit's not allowed here. You know, I mean, uh, and and the, the handful of asshole kids, you know, they had to learn that they were, you know, the, you know, the, they, they learned. They learned that they were wrong, that it wasn't accepted. You know, I like to think that some of those kids that had those asshole, um, bigoted beliefs, 
that they changed their lives. I sincerely hope they did. I hope they didn't grow up to be bigots. So, um, you know, there, there were, I don't know. I, I just, I keep forgetting the, the, the place that I grew up. And when I hear stories of other schools, I just remember thinking, shit, that kid tried that at that, at my school and, and his, his bitch ass was, was, uh, writing that essay, a two page essay about why what he did was wrong. I mean, that was like the first punishment. The second punishment was um, uh, potentially, I mean, you know, like a one-day suspension, you know, or like a couple of days of detention, then uh, you got like, uh, they handed out days of detention like two to three days at a time. And if, if you ever managed to get up to two weeks detention, you were you were suspended. You were suspended from school. You know, but like racist and bigoted marks, I mean, that was a parent teacher meeting immediately. And the meetings, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, I don't know exactly what the teacher said because thank God I never, you know, I had decent enough, uh, I'm a decent enough person that I never did that shit. But if I recall correctly, the teachers were basically like, um, uh, their, their statement was, um, we don't care how you raise your kid, but this shit's not happening here. I mean, it was direct and to the point. You know, teachers said it much more professionally than I said it now, but that was that was the rule of thumb. And so, anyway, to, to all of you out there, if you had shitty experiences growing up, I am sorry that I've got blinders on <laughs> in terms of schools. And uh, I invite you guys to move up here, right? As uh, I, there, there were definite, and and it wasn't, it wasn't like I'm blind and saying, oh, there weren't any racist or bigoted things. No, we knew the kids. We knew the kids that said shit like that. And those kids that said shit like that, they were not allowed to say shit like that. You know, I mean, they said it. They got dealt with. They did not call a fucking cop to arrest uh, a little girl for drawing a goddamn fucking picture of their bully. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Parents were invited to remove their children from the school at that point. You know, I mean, not not the little girl who drew the picture. I mean, the, the bigoted racist parents of the bigoted racist children and bullies, they were told, you are invited to leave the school now. We have a safe, a healthy learning atmosphere for all of our kids, you know? So um, am I going to say that nobody in the school used a racial slur? No, there were kids that did, and they got dealt with. They're, the teachers got involved, and they dealt with the situation. So, um, you know, we all, especially, especially when, when that, uh, middle school, that, uh, Holocaust, uh, Nazi Holocaust survivor, a concentration camp survivor, she was in, she was in the camps. She was an old, older lady. And, 
especially her. She said, speech is, free speech is welcome. You fight the evil words with good words of your own. Those were her words. She says, when you censor things, then you censor the education. You know, because your enemies can use that censorship weapon against you. She told us that too. So she was a victim of one of the one of the worst uh, holocausts in at least the worst in recent history. And she said there isn't. And her opinion was, you know, it was never accepted. But um, you had to you had to fight it with with open speech. That's what she was uh, teaching. You know, and anyway, I'm just I'm just going off now. My little kitten's meowing, so I better hang up. Um, I hope you guys understood what I'm saying. I didn't grow up in a utopia. I didn't grow up with the blinders on that a lot of people grew up with. I have different blinders. My blinders are, I can't believe that there are shitty schools still out there in the fucking universe. That's my fucking blinder. There's, there are schools that shitty. In the universe. And it always, it always kills me whenever I hear stories uh, about that. Because I am always like, what the actual fuck? This shit would not have flown. You know, if a parent tried to call uh, uh, Officer Styles on, on any girl, black, white, Hispanic, whatever. If if, uh, if a parent tried to say, have her arrested, she drew a nasty picture of my daughter, Officer Styles would have said, there is nothing, you know, that's, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to arrest a kid. Like his, his major position, position was he was not there to arrest kids. He was there to help resolve problems. And he would have told that crazy bitch, no. <laughs> he would say. Well, you're, you are welcome to change classrooms if you feel that this is an issue. You know, you are welcome to leave the school premises. I am not going to arrest that girl. In fact, he might have actually told her, you know, your little girl is bullying this little girl, so I think maybe you should talk with your little girl instead. That's the type of officer he was. Anyway, I love you all. Take care. Bye.